The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And I'm back. I hope everyone is doing great. We got uh, these two hours coming up. Uh, returning guests, first hour, Ben Barty of Armageddon Pros. He writes for PJ Media, often uh, featured on Lou Rockwell dot com and uh first time guest second hour connor of forge in anvil a very cool cool relatively new uh, podcast that that uh, streams to rumble and youtube to get his we'll be getting his thoughts on the state of things and what's happening in the world um i don't like to report deaths but canadian journalist who pushed vaccine mandates and concentration camps is dead at the age of 33. Ian Vandale has died after being hospitalized and declared neurologically dead. Uh, but he was known uh, for advocating for vaccine passports and mandates, suggesting the unvaccinated should be arrested and taken away to concentration camps. Uh, his partner revealed he passed December 5th. Uh, that's uh, unfortunate, but again, I'm guessing he had injected himself with the Pentagon juice while many of us were saying, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm I'm guessing that he did it. Uh, Marin Katusa, formerly of Casey Research, Croatian-Canadian investor, um he tweets today i think this is important news what's going on with uranium nuclear he says new nuclear reactor design first time in more than 50 years the u.s granted permission for a new type of nuclear reactor assigned regulators are becoming more open to different approaches to producing power from splitting the atom california startup kairos power received a construction permit from the nuclear regulatory commission to build its Hermes demonstration reactor in Tennessee. And while commercial reactors use uh, are cooled by water, uh, this one uses molten fluoride salt as coolant. So a lot going on when it comes to nuclear. Uh, New York Times just published an interesting story on how Meta's new face camera heralds a new age of surveillance. And one of the key takeaways here, it says, the issue of widespread surveillance isn't new, but the ubiquity of smartphones, doorbell cameras, and dash cams make it likely you are being recorded anywhere you go. But an independent privacy scholar who has studied the effects of surveillance tech said that cameras hidden inside smart glasses would most likely enable bad actors, like the people shooting sneaky photos of others at the gym to do more harm you think that's not going to be good so now as we all go out and about uh everyone's going to be surveilling each other seriously you don't even need uh the 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 system it's going to be prisoners like like in good old soviet times basically the, the the prisoners keeping each other in check um the congress has of course extended the mass surveillance program i commented on this the other day the NDAA received overwhelming bipartisan support in the House, of course. So, yeah, more surveillance. 
nothing really new there. This was interesting. U.S. Congressman asked the Federal Reserve whether nations are repatriating gold from New York. U.S. Representative uh, Alex Mooney has asked Jer Jerome Powell, hey, what's up with the gold? Uh, so no, no answers so far, but uh, that's interesting. Also, a new report says from OMFIF.org, CBDCs are set to acquire critical mass in next five years. It's, it's interesting this where it says multipolarism has risen in prominence in an as an economic model. Many of the easy wins of globalization have already been achieved. Pursuing further global integration takes careful thought and concerted efforts. Such a system would necessarily entail progress towards a single global payments network. So I guess uh, slowly but surely, we are getting there. And this is a crazy report from OCCRP, which I, I you know, not a terribly huge big fan of because it, I think it is fund financed by Open Society or Soros. Maybe I'm not sure. I got to check, but it, nonetheless, interesting. Basically, it shows that from 2017 to 2022, over five years, the Colombian government with the DEA oversaw the traffic of something like uh, $38 million and 44 tons of cocaine. So, so they were basically trafficking. Uh, you know, of course, the, the, the reason was to infiltrate the, 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 the gangs, right? But for five years, they were basically, <laughs> you know, maybe it was more than that. And uh, what was not reported, people put in their pockets. That was interesting. Uh, also, Congress approves bill barring any president from unilaterally withdrawing from the North Atlantic terrorist organization, NATO. Maybe they're afraid if Trump gets into power, he's going to try to pull us out of that organization. So it's getting up. Uh, they're, they're making it much uh, more difficult to escape from the grips of the North Atlantic terrorist organization, as I like to call it. And U.S. Congress passes mammoth record $886 billion defense bill now headed to Joe Biden. We're almost at a trillion. You know, we're almost to the point where America is spending $1 trillion a year on war making and killing people around the world and inside the U.S. Uh, all right. For a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT radio go to tntradio.live we serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction truth from propaganda right here on tnt radio it's the stuff it's that division people are talking about and that cluelessness that they want to push today's news talk radio tnt according to a new study from the uk the gases in air exhaled from human beings when they breathe is fueling global warming here with the story joining me now is tnt radio news producer adam clark aka ruckus hey sir Rory. i'm already afraid i'm not going to be able to report this one with a straight face but this is deadly serious people you better take this serious you better be careful with your breathing 
Yeah, this is insane. Um, so ironically enough, Hervori, the climate alarmists who we see all the time hyperventilating, going crazy over slight changes in the weather might actually be part of the problem, at least the supposed problem that they otherwise are always seeking to remedy with tyrannical interventions, uh, completely unreliable alternatives to sound energy solutions. And of course, a life relegated to eating the bugs. This is according to a new government funded study out of Britain. That's right. Breathing. You just don't do it, people. You're killing the planet. What are you doing? Uh, scientists at the UK Center for Ecology and Hydrology have raised the alarm that human breathing is contributing to greenhouse gas emissions, urging, quote, caution in the assumption that emissions from humans are negligible, end quote. How dare you? How dare you assume that the gases in your breath aren't killing the planet? heartless people. While this conclusion might ultimately be seized upon by depopulationists, it appears the researchers may have instead been seeking an arg argument for a change in diet. You don't say. The peer-reviewed study published Wednesday in the Public Library of Sciences journal PLOS1 PLOS1 uh, investigated greenhouse gas emissions of methane and nitrous oxide in human breath, which allegedly, quote, contribute to global warming, end quote. Well, that's good. It's getting kind of cold where I am. Maybe I just need to breathe harder. Uh, by <laughs> The study uh, gave away the plot pretty early on, taking up the potential impact of food choices on one's gastric exhaust. <laughs> the researchers, led by Nicholas Cowan, indicated the factors that affect the human emissions of these gases are not well understood, suggesting further that, quote, the impacts of an aging population and shifting diets is still relatively uncertain. Converting from high meat and protein content diets to higher fiber vegetation options to mitigate emissions of greenhouse gases from meat production potentially results in higher production of gases in the human gut and an element of pollution swapping would occur. End quote. That's what they wrote, likely to vegetarian climate alarmists' dismay. Uh, despite their interest in the link between diet and emissions, the researchers indicated that they could not establish any trends or correlation on the basis of 328 breath samples. How do you take a breath sample? I don't know, but they did, and they collected this from 104 human test subjects whose age, sex, dietary preference, and smoking habits were recorded. I presume when they say sex, they're talking about gender. Uh, in the way of conclusions, they did establish that women were slightly more orally methanic than their male counterparts and that older test subjects were gassier than their younger peers. <clears throat> I'm going to lose it. Uh, methane was found in the breath of 31% of the test subjects identified as, quote, methane producers, end quote, or MPs. Did you know you're an MP? Uh, methane production was higher in the older age cohorts, whereas 40% of those in the 30 and older group were classified as MPs. <laughs> Only 25% of those under 30 were similarly classed methane producers. Women were found more likely, uh, that is 38%, to be MPs than men at 25%. The uh, researchers contextualized their findings with a seeming International hierarchy of breathy admitters, noting that the, quote, highest proportion of MPs was found in African populations with up to 84 percent. Proportions of MPs in Western populations vary from 25 to 62 percent, 
while in Asian populations, such as the Japanese, it can be as low as 15%. Hey, way to go, Asia. Uh, Herbori, I can't go on any further. What do you think about this one? I mean, total clown world insanity. And, you know, as the Club of Rome and their scientists once said, humanity is the enemy. And here we are. They literally are taxing the air that we breathe. I mean, the things when I saw this story that popped up into my mind, eugenics, neo-feudalism, as I've been calling it, death zero, not net zero. Um, they're insane. I mean, they literally want to, the carbon tax is is for, for breathing. Now, just to breathe, you know, <laughs> you got to pay a tax is the commodification of everything. You know, you want to, we're going to have to rent and subscribe uh, literally everything, our food, our phone, our clothes that we, we won't own. We can't even breathe now. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. And as I mentioned the other day, you know, I, I got my worm salt I bought here the other day in Mexico. Uh, I got my crickets, but it's, 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 as it's mentioned here, it says um, they discussed the herbivores diet, which is broken down by methane producing bacteria. And the researchers behind the study pointed out that shifting to a high fiber vegetarian diet could potentially cause more methane emissions. Um, so I'm confused. We're not supposed to eat the meat, um, but not eating meat will cause more methane. Uh, and so that's not good either. So I guess just we should just die, just stop breathing. I think that's ultimately what they want. They, they, they want us to just die, but it's just i can't anymore this is the, the thing that really bothers me is the people around us that are still buying into this agenda it's like it's so in your face that they just it, this is a eugenics rebranded as i call it um just eugenics with the color green uh, this time what your, your further thoughts oh i i just cannot i i don't have to look to go i don't need to go on facebook or twitter to know that there are people just already like suggesting to uh greta thunberg what she can start doing to save the planet uh yeah and they'll probably get banned for making such a suggestion uh, i you know don't breathe so much right um yeah I, I, this is probably clearly they, they cannot well i mean i wouldn't put it past them for worry to tell people to, to breathe less or to stop breathing in general but um they could easily incorporate this so easily into some sort of social credit scoring system uh because each individual obviously is a different amount of methane producer so it's going to be it'll be tailor-made your 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 prison life will be tailor-made just for you based on your diet based on the the gases that you're emitting uh by the way this this says nothing about um the farts the burps uh there's stuff that comes out of our skin uh so you know um yeah i think no matter what we do to try to save the planet uh, it's never going to be enough until they ask us to just sacrifice ourselves for glory i i think that is their key strategy is they're having difficulty enforcing a lot of stuff for now around the planet but um i think the the, the best strategy is try to get your enemy to um the, themselves to to jump off the cliff of their own uh, volition which many have done i just read unfortunately you know just before you joined this 33 year old canadian journalist um passed away at age 33 illuminati confirmed as he said um that he, uh he was hardcore wanting to throw us into concentration camps um and he probably took the injection and look where he is 
now um as 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 many have unfortunately uh so it's basically you know survive hey they say survival of the fittest right uh so uh all right thanks ruckus we'll catch up with you in a bit we got ben bar t joining us of armageddonpros.substack.com right after this tnt radio's patrick henningsen there's a dark cloud which is gathering over ukraine this has been an absolute disaster in the last month alone as it reported previously ukraine's lost 13,000 troops in october so what does that mean well you can guess that recruitment is probably down so right now the government in kiev the zelensky government's doing forced conscription morale is at an all-time low uh, we've also seen conscientious objectors uh, who are taking to social media like telegram who reported uh, that they were just finished a six-month prison sentence uh, after refusing to go to the front line. Some of the forced conscripts rebelled, were imprisoned for six months, did a six-month sentence, and then the day before their release, they were put into a van and then sent to the front line. I kid you not. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The Lights is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Returning to the Rebel Transmission is Ben Barty, uh, Bangkok. Well, not 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 uh, for now, not Bangkok-based anymore, but American journalist, grant writer, political essayist, researcher, travel blogger, amateur philosopher. Uh, he's over at armageddonpros.substack.com, which, which has been getting some traction uh, as I've been... Uh, seeing you posted on Lou Rockwell uh, and other places. How's it going, Ben? Good, good. You're doing well as well, I hope. Yeah, all, all is uh, well. I was going to make a, a, a bad joke for people viewing. Uh, uh, we're talking to uh, a Taliban uh, a fighter. I'm joking. You got a great beard there. I'm, I'm jealous. I, I just never have the patience to grow mind uh, out. But um you know a lot is going on and i i've been i read your Substack regularly uh and you've been you've touched on you know alex jones coming being reinstated uh and i i did listen to that chat what are your thoughts on this turning of the tide right now well anyone who's had their speech restricted getting replatforms if that's a word is a good thing in my book it doesn't really matter to me if I agree with them ideologically or not. In the case of Alex Jones, I I largely do. I mean, he's he's a little unhinged sometimes. Um, you know, certainly imperfect, but he was a huge influence on on my worldview when I found him back in 2011, 2010, or 2011, something like that. And uh, you know, I've expanded since then, but uh i i still credit him as a huge influence i'm glad he's back on twitter i don't really like the whole uh let's take a poll and see who we let back on twitter routine uh it seems a little but you know elon musk is that's that's the kind of stuff he does so 
Yeah, we, we, we talked previously about, um, you know, jo your experience with jo Jones, mine. I also started uh, listening to him many years ago. Uh, right, right now, I have sort of different views. He, he speaks some truth, but I feel like he's going in a direction that I personally don't like, a bit Gnostic and esoteric. But, uh, you know, th that's very dictator-like. You no, know, what, what you mentioned about Musk doing a poll, uh, because, I mean, if, if you're going to have like a if we want to model the U.S. Republic, you want to have rules that apply to everyone, which would, which should mean free speech. But it's now we're we're at a point where it's like, if this one guy, you know, it's like that movie, um, The Gladiator, right, where the thumbs up or Gladiator, the thumbs, yeah, yeah. The thumbs down. No, yeah. so the, this really isn't the best way. And I think there are still people that are banned that should be unbanned. No. Yeah, I think this is a good microcosm of the actual difference between like Republican rule and pure democracy, you know, and pure democracy, I guess it's everything's on the table as long as the majority endorses it. Whereas, you know, the correct view in my, from my perspective is that there should be like certain rights that are just guaranteed off the table. It doesn't matter if 99. 99% of the uh, population disagrees with any given proposition. Um, you know, the ACLU, one of the good things about the ACLU back in the day is that they would go to bat like for Nazis that wanted to have a march. Obviously being like on the left nominally, they're not aligned with Nazism, but they used to like really go to legal war to make sure they had that right. The ACLU like it's totally different now. They they went woke and they don't even do free speech stuff that much anymore. But uh, that was one thing I used to like about them a lot. Yeah, I mean back in the day, even I was a fan of some of these organizations like ACLU, Amnesty International. But now you can write them all off. Right now, they're totally hijacked. Um, you know, controlled opposition, co-opted um, junk, working for the for the globalist system and i you know i i read one of your recent pieces and i was just you know laughing out loud but still sort of dumbstruck um liz cheney plus rachel maddow unholy totalitarian matrimony you have a lot of colorful language but i like where you write what degenerate exhibition we have here is the perfect microcosm of the shifting political fault lines as the old left-right paradigm becomes increasingly uh, obsolete. And uh, basically, you know, first of all, I can't, I don't want to. I can't look at Liz Cheney's face uh, honestly, uh, and I can't believe she just keeps coming back. They they just never go away. Um, and you say use the, you use the terms left and right as convenient shorthand for globalist corporate would-be totalitarians and their NPC minions. Uh, and y your sort of thoughts on where we're at with, with these types of politics. Yeah, I would like to say I was dumbfounded by Rachel Maddow, king of the cable news lesbians, having... Liz Cheney on for like a fawning interview, but it's really not surprising at all when you realize, uh, like I said in the article, that the left-right is kind of a false dichotomy at this point. It's the establishment versus everyone else. 
so Rachel Maddow and Liz Cheney are on the same team, you know, which is, it's hilarious because Rachel Maddow built her whole career on being opposed to the Bush regime, you know, when she was nominally against war back in the day against the Iraq war. And, uh, I mean, that was her whole shtick was like, I hate Bush, like Bush lied, kids died, etc. And so it's just, I just thought it was the perfect microcosm of our like current political situation to have Maddow and Liz Cheney just BFFs on cable news. I mean, yeah, one thing it just shows now, it just, it's, it seems like these people will do anything for money. Like that's their main motivation. They'll, they'll turn any position just for money. And then Liz um, um, Cheney, it seems like her only motivation, her main platform is, I don't like Trump, so vote for me. It's like, I, I don't like Trump. And she's supposed to be a Republican, right? And so, as you say, left, right, you know, RFK Jr., which I, I want to ask you about, uh, he's left the party. Cheney's with Maddow. Nothing is making sense um, anymore. Uh, but um, we'll, we'll keep uh, looking at this. First, we've got to go to our headlines. We'll be right back. Ben. <laughs> For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The U.S. Senate has approved the AUKUS legislation enabling the sale of at least three Virginia-class submarines to Australia. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia has consented to Special Prosecutor Jack Smith's plea to fast-track former President Donald Trump's appeal in his Washington, D.C. election case, which hinges on the argument of presidential immunity. On Wednesday, demonstrators took to a Los Angeles freeway to call for a ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. We're back with Ben Barty of ArmageddonPros.substack.com. Do subscribe. Uh, he's also writes for PJ Media. Frequently gets uh, reposted by Lou over at Lou Rockwell. Uh, dot com. I've even seen our very own Patrick Henningsen uh, sharing your stories and you know talking about Rachel Maddow, Liz Cheney, um, you know RFK Jr. You did a piece on him. Um, some new info surfaced. He made a comment as well regarding flying on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's plane. What's it called? The Lolita Express. Uh, he he did come out and say that he he flew twice with his wife uh, and kids which i guess is saying something uh but what, what do you make of uh, rfk jr uh now commenting uh on on hanging out with epstein on his plane well i mean i'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt because i i really like especially his COVID stuff um but a lot of his positions i really i really like and I want to like RFK Jr., but it's not just that he flew on the Lolita Express. I'm sure people have. I'm sure lots of people have, and they just weren't aware. I mean, this was back in 93. 
um, before he was infamous as a sex traffic child sex trafficker. Um, but what I find troubling is that first someone leaked the call logs and he admitted to flying once on it. I mean, that he explicitly said once. I flew on it once. And this was like a couple months ago. And then more flight logs leaked. And it turns out he flew twice. And he came out and acknowledged that. And he said, I've been very transparent. Except that the first time he said he flew once. And then it subsequently came out that he had flown on it more than once which suggests to me that there's something about his relationship with Epstein that he's uh, lying about, that he wants to cover up. You know, and people make the excuse like, oh, it was 30 years ago. How can you remember? How could you not remember how many times you flew on like the most famous airplane in the world with the most famous sex trafficker? Everybody knows at, about Jeffrey Epstein's plane by this point. So... To me, uh, I just I have to look at him in a new way now. I mean, if you just as as you explained it, if you think about it logically, it is odd. It's like you're being caught in a lie uh, there. You know, he should have just said from the beginning, I was on twice. I mean, I, I would remember if I had ever been on uh, some private wealthy person's plane. Um, you know, if, if I if I had flown on it at least twice, you know, maybe if you flew on it like more times, you'd lose track of uh, of the count. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And that, that that's that's a bit odd. So it's really at this point, who is not compromised? I was looking at a hilarious clip with Vivek Ramaswamy the other day. I don't know if you caught it, where he was talking about J six at CNN, and he was talking about how it was a yeah. false flag, and the CNN. The, the anchor, the lady was trying to shut him up, but he kept going. And, you know, what everyone thinks of Vivek, you got to hand it to him. Like, that was uh, a really good performance. Um, any thoughts on that and, and Vivek? Yeah, I did see that clip of CNN. Um, and I really like how Vivek just steamrolls these fools. He did it in the... the he did it in the GOP debate with Nikki Haley, who I just despise. I, I, there's no limit to how much I despise Nikki Haley. So it's it was just music to my ears to listen to him expose her for the grifter that she is. You know, she was dead broke when she left the UN, and then she magically got rich making shady speeches and doing the bidding of, you know, these defense contractors. And now she's a multimillionaire. And, you know, suddenly she just, there's no war she doesn't want to start. So uh, it was great. It was great. He was great in the debate. Um, he was great in the CNN town hall. Why CNN even had a town hall with Ramaswamy is kind of interesting in itself. Yeah, and then there was also this clip I saw where a, a retired FBI agent, uh, I don't know if you saw that as well, he, he came up to Vivek uh, when it was like meet and greet and he warned uh, this retired FBI guy, warned Vivek, like, be careful, like between the lines saying they might uh, take you out. So I thought that was also uh, fascinating. I didn't get time to cover that the other day, but uh, that's something um, what you you know, your thoughts 
because you've also been writing on what's happening with Israel-Palestine, uh, Netanyahu, your latest uh, yesterday, you talk about the State Department, goon who grilled uh, on prosecuting Netanyahu over material support to Hamas uh, terrorists. You know, your thoughts on this and the wider um, war and situation in the region. Yeah, so what happened was uh, the State Department propagandist, spokesperson, uh, whatever you want to call him, um, he was questioned about whether the U.S. government would be moving forward with prosecutions for Benjamin Netanyahu or sanction him in some way. You know, he's not an American citizen, but something because he he violated U.S. law. There's no ambiguity about it. He's on record bragging about funneling money to Hamas to prop them up because he never he doesn't want a two-state solution. He's never wanted it. He wants endless war. Um, so propping up Hamas is a way to keep the Gaza Strip separated from the West Bank, which is his primary motivation. You know, uh, Hamas isn't active officially in the West Bank. Um, so he's on record. He bragged about it. I mean, this is not disputed. This is a fact. He bragged about funneling money to Hamas under U.S. law, uh, providing material support to a designated terrorist organization, with which Hamas is a designated terrorist organization, is illegal. So Benjamin Netanyahu is a criminal in the eyes of the U.S. government. And it's just really ironic and hypocritical that these uh people like uh you know desantis in florida he wants to uh criminalize college students or sanction college students for uh you know allegedly providing material support for hamas by like whatever they're protesting for on college campuses and here you have the biggest hamas cheerleader like literal bankroller right in front of you and of course, they're not going to do anything to Benjamin Netanyahu, but they sh they should if they had any integrity. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, I, I first learned about this from your Substack, and it's you know they're above the law. They can go around and finance the Mujahideen, the, the Al Qaeda, uh, ISIS, which I'm sure they're still you no know, probably doing right now. I was reading this story from Cradle, which uh, talks about. U.S. occupation base in northeast Syria coming under uh, heavy fire. Uh, and so, you know, people are having enough of America and their proxies uh, just stealing the oil wealth, um, you know, bombing and, and killing people in the region. Uh, and, you know, hey, hey, Hamas are terrorists. Anyone supporting them should go to jail, except except for, you know, Netanyahu and and. and company they, they get diplomatic immunity it's it's just there are two sets of rules here and i like how you often cite george carlin you know um there's a big club and we're definitely not uh in it and and, and let me ask as well you've been writing a lot about bill hicks uh and i came across his work over a decade ago you said you're late to the party but uh i mean i wish we still had i don't know can, can you think of anyone around today that's close to george carlin or bill hicks I, I i can't i can't i mean in the comedy world 
No, I mean there are people who are influenced, obviously, by them, like Joe Rogan. But as um, as good as good as a Bill Hicks or a George Carlin, I can't yeah, really. As good as Bill Hicks or George Carlin, no, no, no. They especially George Carlin. You just you just cut right to the. I mean, he cut deep. You know, <laughs> he cut real deep, uh, deeper than anyone I've ever seen in comedy. But yeah, for for people who aren't aware, uh, you know, if by uh, if you if you've been living under a rock, you don't know George Carlin or Bill Hicks, do uh, search them out. I, I've even spread the George Carlin um, message out in Kazakhstan. I've turned fellow Kazakhs on to George Carlin, who who got became enthralled um, with him. But, you know, uh, any any other thoughts? Uh, you, you also wrote about this Havara agreement, of which I had no uh, idea, but uh, thoughts on that as well as What's going on with Israel-Palestine at the moment? It seems like there's a bit of a lull. I have heard reports that Israel might um, again start an offensive. But uh, you know, and, and what else is interesting for you when it comes to Gaza at the at the moment? I mean, what's most interesting to me is what the end game is, because it's pretty clear that. Um, there's not going to be a, a super happy ending to all of this. Um, I mean, the position of the U.S. government and I think most reasonable people is, which doesn't, those two aren't usually on the same side, is that there has to be some kind of two-state solution here. Um, you know, the Israelis and the Palestinians want to hate each other forever. You know, their ancient religious beef that's fine, you know, whatever. Uh, but why not just build a giant wall and, you know, to each his own. Uh, uh, but, you know, there are interests on both sides that don't want that and other actors in the region that don't want that. You know, they want total dominance of that region, uh, one state, you know, for one party or the other. So, I mean, and the, the ambassador to the UK, the Israeli ambassador to the UK admitted that on Sky, Sky, uh, Sky News, like yesterday, I think. The issue explicitly said the two-state solution is off the table. Uh, so, to me, it's just hard to imagine how this ends in anything other than regional war. Yeah, I, I can't envision any end game. I've got no idea. And I saw that clip, I think, this morning from Sky uh, of of her saying uh, Israel Israel says no to two two state solution. And Cradle also uh, here reports that Israeli officials tell Biden we will never allow establishment of Palestinian states. Uh, and but you know at the same time you hear the multipolar world, Putin. Uh, and, and others, uh, I think even Gulf countries saying uh, they want uh, to cre help create uh, the, the Palestinian state. But uh, Israel keeps saying no, no, no. And I, I think, you know, I've had a guess on previously. Part of the goal is to expand uh, Israel, right, to expel uh, the Palestinians from Gaza and West Bank to Egypt, to America, to wherever. So Israel can then expand um it's its state that that seems to be uh you know their 
their desire. It's time for our break, uh, Ben. Uh, again, the website is armageddon.substack.com, Armageddon Pros on X. Uh, feel free to leave questions in the chats or call in. We'll be right back. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. You know that the ladies of The View very rarely disappoint. If you're in the market for liberal fanaticism, check them out. Last week, Sarah Haynes, she was pontificating about how, well, if you believe that birth is a miracle and God's choice, there should be limitations on you, all in support of abortion. People aren't doing this lightly. Like, this is not something where they're sitting around engaging in this. Only 1% of abortions occur after 20 weeks. 93% occur in the first trimester. And I tend to think when people say, well, it's God's will, it's a miracle, it's life. If it's God's will on the way in, it should be God's will on the way out, too. That brings into question, are you taking heart, heart attack medication? Are you treating your cancer? Are you dying when he said you should? Because if we're going to argue about life in, let's be honest about life out. So is she saying that pro-life people People shouldn't seek medical help for themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't go to the hospital if you're hurting because it was God's will. Like I don't like the inconsistencies and the hypocrisy when people weaponize religion. So if you believe that God determines who gets pregnant and that it's a miracle, you have no right to medical help. I told you they're out of their minds. And thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT Radio Vision. I said could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back with Ben Barty. I used to call him Ben Bartry mistakenly, but it's Ben Barty. Uh, Armageddonpros.substack.com. He's posted all over the place. Uh, Lou Rockwell, PJ Media. Uh, and you cover a lot of stuff, you know, politics, culture, uh, and, and uh, the Great Reset stuff. And I, you know, I thought this was also an interesting piece where you write, this is America, this is from today, this is America, the bikini yoga whore hustle. Um, and, you know, this says a lot about the current uh, state of the economy and culture as well, things that I uh, think about. And uh, I like how you say, um, well, basically that, you know, a lot of this, a lot of what people are doing now on online it just seems like you know they keep pushing further and further to get as many clicks as possible and, and, and as much money as possible i think also part of the reason is there's a lot of censorship i've been feeling lately that um it's almost i feel like darpa has a control knob where they get to decide who gets to be seen and who doesn't because uh 
I see a lot of people, you know, including myself, who are doing podcasts and stuff. And it just seems like right now we're at a stage where it's really getting difficult to be heard and to be seen, which it, it, it wasn't like that before. And so I feel like there's some force that's shutting off, um, somehow shadow banning us on the on the Internet. But uh, you talk about these um, women doing uh, scantily clad yoga who are not really experts. In, and you call it... Um, uh, well, people can read the article, but uh, what's going on here? Yeah, to say they're not experts is like very diplomatic of you. <laughs> they don't know anything about yoga. And that's obvious, like within like two seconds of watching them. You know, they're 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 in a bikini or they're in like something super revealing. They're like 20 or so. They're obviously attractive. Um, and they're just, it's just like softcore porn, basically, like with like yoga as the cover. And like it got on my, the reason, the whole reason I wrote this article is like I, I do yoga in the morning. I'm not like great at it, but I'm pretty good. And like I have respect for it. It's like something real to me. So I just YouTube like uh, yoga poses because I want to add new ones, um, you know, and get better. And so like YouTube put me on some algorithm now. And every time I open YouTube, it's just like the bikini yoga whores are just like everywhere. Uh, you can't miss them. And it's obvious what's going on. You know, they're monetizing sex and YouTube is happy to assist them in that. And I mean, people should read the article. Like I, I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I think it, it's really emblematic of our of our culture where it is yeah you you write quote from whom i would not prefer to learn yoga as a 20 year old internet whore in a bikini next to a swimming pool a half step and a few months removed from launching an only fans career making f me googly eyes at the camera and then you say is the sky the limit are topless bible readings for clicks uh next and yeah it just seems I don't know. A lot of us, you know, put a lot of work into uh, intellectual contents and you got these little kids, you know, doing um, silly programs, um, getting a lot of viewership. But, uh, you know, your thoughts on the state of the uh, economy, it just seems to be getting uh, worse and worse, you know, any, any thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's got to, the debt bubble just has to explode, right? I'm not, I'm not, I would never claim to be an economic expert, but uh, it seems to me that printing trillions of dollars on demand probably isn't the best way to create like a long-term stable financial system. Call me a conspiracy theorist, you know. We, uh, we'll definitely call you a conspiracy theorist. No, I had John Rubino on the other day of rubino.substack.com, and he was saying the same thing that you know we're reaching the end of the uh, road. Um, and you, you've also written about um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who um, ew, but there's a there's a there's a push now. <laughs> Talk about you yeah. said you can't look at you said you can't look at Liz Cheney. Man, <laughs> this one's. This one's rough, Debbie. Right, and yeah, and 
it just seems like there's a renewed push now for censorship with you know what what was going on with Wasserman Schultz today yesterday they extended the NDAA uh, surveillance stuff um we just learned that they're spying on us through our notifications on our phones um well not me because I've got a degoogled phone and I turn off my notifications but uh generally most people on Android and Apple phones uh, the, the censorship, I mean, the surveillance and censorship just keeps ramping up. Um, you know, the, the Twitter files, it's its clear now. I mean, it's absolutely insane. The lever, the level of military and intelligence involved um, in, in uh, the, the trying to create this censorship regime. And there was a great, um, I saw, uh, uh, I'm trying to find it, I can't find it, but... Uh, here it is. It says that the DHS, basically what they were trying to do was create a social media police disinformation, name and shame influencers. I mean, they're talking about people who are telling the truth, um, but it's truth that the government doesn't like. And they're basically, it says, marginalized and discredited extremists use banking to cut off access. Uh, it's... it's um, simulate misinformation and disinformation campaigns and responses to them before campaigns happen but you know, your thoughts on what happened with Schultz and Matt Taibbi and just this you know continued push for censorship yeah I hear Jimmy Dore say often I don't know if he came up with this or not um you don't get in trouble for lying you get in trouble for telling the truth if you're in the media especially in the corporate media. And it's true. I mean, if the government's trying to censor you, it's probably because you're saying true things that they don't like. Um, yeah, I mean, at some point, I I mean, I, obviously, I, I like Matt Taibbi, and I respect him, and Michael Schellenberger, and they should keep reporting on their Twitter files-style reporting of how the intelligence agencies embed themselves in the media and uh, censor through, launder their censorship through that so that it's technically, they can claim technically that it's not a violation of the First Amendment, even though it obviously is. Um, but it's like, it's like that quote about um, the Soviet Union, you know, they're lying, we know they're lying, they know we know they're lying. So like at some point, everybody who's head isn't completely in the sand knows what's going on and they just keep doing it anyway and it doesn't seem to matter like how much information leaks out about the depth of their censorship they just keep doing it and there's never any consequences i mean it's frustrating and it's got to be frustrating for someone like alex jones you know because he's been in this game for like since the 90s and it's Everything's only gotten worse since then, you know, the censorship, the abuse of power and not just him, but I mean, cause I've only been, I've only been writing actively in the dissident journalist space for a few years at this point, but it's, it's frustrating even for me to see like nothing ever seems to change. It doesn't matter what you ex expose. It just keeps going on and on that's how i see it there's a lot of people saying no come on stop being so black pilled and and uh, we need white pills and we're winning and blah 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 and i'm like no no we're not you know 
a legal man who I've had on the program. You know, I, I read his recent tweet uh, a few days ago. He says, stop telling me about how things are getting better and people are waking up, etc. until you can name at least one single thing, even trending in the right um, direction. And, you know, just to go back, uh, you know, there was some anonymous Twitter account which labeled itself anti-fascist researcher. And all he would do is follow people like <laughs> myself and others and name and shame uh, us, which is now it's funny. It's exactly what is in the DHS, you know, NATO, CISA, CTI League program. And the anti-fascists are the actual fascists. And there's this great uh, Anon Twitter account. He's a former government worker who's been saying we need to start calling the Democrats not com commies or Marxists, but fascists. They don't care if you call them commies, but if you call them fa if you call them fascists, they get angry because that's what they try to call um, us. They are the real fascists because they're working for the corporate um, system and censoring people uh, for the corporation. So they're the real fascists. You know, we're, we're running short on time. Another minute and a half left. You know, any thoughts on that? You also wrote, I think, a good piece on sports that you say this is america grown man obsessed with sports is weird uh, and you say men seem to gravitate towards the sport of football in desperate search for meaning in a world where their only purpose the, the um is the, the television dutifully reminds them that every commercial break is to produce and consume and even that function no longer might exist if the wef gets its way as humans are rapidly becoming extraneous to economic function um, you know, a little over a minute left. Any thoughts on that? Final thoughts for us? Yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like a giant energy suck, you know, the whole sports. Yeah, I the impetus for writing that was like, um, I watch college football highlights, and there's there's always you're always force fed these like ESPN guys that like they're like screaming into the camera, you know, like it's like a matter of life and death, like they're daughters kidnapped and they're being held hostage or something it's it's very strange to see like grown men invest so much emotion and energy into uh sports and nothing you know like for like the actual real world i've i've felt like that for more than two decades i could never get excited about guys kicking a ball into a hole <laughs> really sorry that's just not um, well, all right. Always great to catch up, Ben. I might be seeing you in person uh, sometime uh, here in Mexico, but uh, uh, your, your link is there, armageddonpros.substack.com, uh, and talk to you soon, hopefully. Yeah, thanks, Ben.